The oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear. And the oldest and strongest kind of fear is the fear of the unknown. I'm Emily, and I play Poppy McCoy. I'm Harley, and I play Lara Jones. My name's Michelle, and I play Zelda Gold. And I'm the keeper and storyteller, Paul Bonnell. Welcome to Sons of the Fathers. So, no paddle, huh? Yeah, I honestly thought that was a long shot. While we're on the subject, can you swim? I realize that could be useful here. Um, actually, no, I don't think it will be. Considering we're in the middle of the ocean, if swimming becomes a necessity, we're kind of done for, huh? Well, brace yourself, I guess. Uh, let's just hope RC doesn't get too upset with the, uh, the thunder and the waves and... All of the meat sack noises you're definitely going to be making. Poppy, Lara, and Zelda. It is the day of. Irving has run down the road and you heard some very thick Australian-accented man get very vocally angry with him. And then all hell broke loose quite quickly. That is happening to the left of your view and to the right is the sheriff's lockup. Immediately, you see one of the police officers who stands outside the lockup, keeping a general view on things, uh, bang on the wall and with his fist and then start making his way running toward the bar. Quite soon after that, you see Sheriff Day himself burst out of the door, trying to put his uh, police belt on as he also runs down toward the, the massive brawl that has started. Okay. Um, Poppy turns to Zelda and says, lead the way. I do so. Um, <laughs> so, no, I'm gonna, uh, take them in. Since everybody's distracted, we don't really need to, like, stealthily sneak in. Um, we can just sort of go. If if you want to give me a spot hidden, just to see if oh, there yeah. are any other. You know there are three officers in this entire town. You just saw two of them run that way, and you know that if there were two at the lockup, the other one is almost definitely on the outskirts of town doing the border runs. Great. Alright, so I will spot him. Oh no, coño. Um, <laughs> I have to re-roll one of my dice because it fell off. Okay. Don't fall. Okay. Uh, 55 on a 76. Sweet. You look around, and there are a few people to your right. Again, the street goes left and right. But the few people who are on the street are definitely way more occupied with this uncommon occurrence of a massive brawl happening. And they're starting to even walk that way. So there's nobody paying attention to the lockup. Awesome. Um, so I motion to the ladies to follow me. And we walk into the building okay it is a general sheriff's office looking building it is comprised of two main rooms in the first room you walk in there is a desk with some paperwork on it a desk fan that's still turned on a cigar that is still lit to the right is a door that has cell holding slash armory. And there's nobody else in this room. So in we go. They're there. You, you're going into the uh, cell holding door? I'm not. Uh, you don't get any reply. There is a key next to, on a keychain, literally right next to the door, though. Oh. Can I go? Okay, so you're gonna, uh, I mean, it's locked. Do you want to try the key? Yeah, I'll, I'll grab the key up. Yeah, it opens. It unlocks the door. Uh, you walk in. Is everybody else... Are you? Are the other two walking in? Yes. Yeah. Oh, 
I'll st- okay. no, no, I'll stand watch because people know my face, so okay, they might not question me too hard. All right, cool. So are you standing in the doorway? Are you just waiting in that other room, or yeah, I'm gonna just wait in the other room. Okay, kind of like yeah. outside the so, door. All right, not outside the front door, outside of the cell block slash armory door. Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. You're- so Lara and Poppy walking in. As you walk in, you come into a slightly larger room with three cordoned off areas with barred walls. They are obviously three cells. Each has a little bed in it and, uh, well, I guess what might be called a chamber pot. Those cells follow from your right around the wall and make an L shape. And to the left of the door is classic looking lockers that with a myriad of padlocks on each of them. You might imagine that's where gear would be held. Are they, are they not the kind with like a key, a key? Yeah, the padlocks. Okay. The other noticeable feature of this room is that the last cell on this L shape houses a single man who is lazily lounging on the bed, and he sort of picks up his head as you walk in. Um, I turn to Lara and I say we should um look for a key to open this locker there are several keys on this keychain yeah I was gonna say aren't I holding some yeah yeah you've got you've got a whole bunch of keys and I'll turn to whoever's in the cell and I'll say good day (laughs) (laughs) now can I get a description of this individual Jared yeah, sure. So this guy is shorter. He's short. He has wavy hair that's parted um, from the middle of his head. And uh, the odd thing about him is his hair is light brown, but it kind of matches his skin. So it's like, it all seems almost like one tone. And uh, he has uh, a mustache and, um, you know... He's not the best looking guy, but uh, how old would you say? And what is he? He's wearing? in his uh, mid thirties, and um, he is wearing a uh, doctor's outfit. Okay, so he would um, kind of sit up from his cot. Actually, he would stand and just go to the bars and be like, "Hi, hello, um, ladies. Uh, are are you here to get me out of here? What's going on?" Why would we be no. here for you? I, uh, you know. No, I don't. Why not? <laughs> uh, what you, as I, I, I'll make conversation as I'm trying out the keys. What you do to um, land yourself in here? All right, now as you're as you're doing that, just roll me a luck real quick. Sir. That is going to be fourteen. Two on a fifty-six. Oh wait, no. My current luck is forty-four. My normal luck is fifty-six. Okay, okay so forty-four, and you rolled a forty-two. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, you are lucky enough to, as even as you're distracted, you see on the keys that there are literal just padlock numbers which correspond to the padlocks. So are you just gonna start opening them? Yeah. Okay, yep. Well, um, so I would kind of chime in, like, are you looking for something? What's, what's, what's going on here? We're just getting our stuff back. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, I mean, I could help you with that. I know where everything is uh, put. I've been sitting here for a bit, you know. Oh. You've opened two lockers so far, and there's been nothing in them. Sure. Um, good, but, you know, I mean, you both seem so capable, and, you know, I feel like... Um, uh, you're so resourceful, and I feel like somebody maybe I could, uh, you know, team up with. We could, uh, you know, we really do a lot of stuff together. But I was just thinking maybe uh, you could um, let me out, and then I could uh, help help you guys. What do why, you say? Why are you, you in there? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, why is anyone in jail? Usually they murder someone or no. they steal something. Uh, no, no, no. I, I didn't. Definitely not a murderer. Not that. Uh, Lara, you open your third one and you find Poppy's gear. Oh, Poppy. Poppy. Here. 
You find the mine, the C5, and all of them. Do I see all this? Yep. Is the C5 in the backpack? Uh, it isn't currently. It's stacked next to it, uh, you know, somewhat like you might imagine stacks of money in a vault. Is is my bag in the same locker? Yeah, it's in there as so well. It's just everything's being pulled out. Poppy will take out the bag and then slowly take each C5 and put it in the bag <laughs> while making eye contact with the guy in the cell. <laughs> <laughs> and you also as she as she pulls out a long very shiny sword mm. and, and a gun <laughs> sl- puppy, puppy, and puppy. slides them in wait is that who had that sword i i took uh, it from poppy kai took it oh never mind yeah okay. <laughs> i have a quick yep. question can i hear anything that's happening behind uh, me roll me a listen <laughs> oh yeah dice don't fall Oh, that's a ninety-five. I'm so focused. No, you are. You are the best. Uh, you know, lookout that has ever been, and you're focused on that fucking front door. Absolutely, nothing is going to get past you. This is my you're lot so in close life to now. Failing that, that your eyes are getting almost watery because you are not taking them off the door. I've never had any involvement. In a heist before. <laughs> I want to do my part of the job perfectly. <laughs> so yeah, no, you don't hear shit. And Lara, I'm assuming you're going to keep going through the... Absolutely. Now that I know that it's not like in some secret place and it's just in here, I'm not going like, to let this guy out. So I'm seeing this and my eyes are just lighting up and I have a big smile on my face and I'm kind of just like pointing at the stuff that they're loading up. <laughs> And I'm like, that is a beautiful sword, might I say. Wow. It's so elegant. You can't have and it. Might I say, well, no, I don't want it. I'm just saying it's really nice. Also, what are those, like, brick things you guys are? Like, what's the deal with that? Uh, these, these are just bricks. <laughs> yes. Bricklayers, I see. Okay. Bricks All right. I'm not here to judge. Explode. Bricks that explode. All right, and uh, you open the fourth one, and nothing in there. Are you sure you don't want to let me out? Are you sure? Because yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure you guys are also breaking the law. Something that could, I don't no. know. And, uh, you know, put you guys in the cell with me. That's probably not good, right? We're in... Where we come from, we're above the law. Oh, that sounds awesome. I want to come from there. How do I get there? Uh, stay alive for a couple, couple more years. I'm so good at staying alive. Centuries. <laughs> uh, you open the fifth one and you get you find Irving's gear, which is his rifle and big knife and his uh his ammo cartridges or magazines. I would like. Can he? Does the rifle have like a sling? Yeah. I would like to sling that across my back. Yep. <laughs> Okay, well, this whole time I've been trying to charm, so I'm gonna roll. I'm gonna do a charm roll. So let's see if that works. Okay, yeah. Well, I think so he's very charm. charming. Thank you, <laughs> charm. As a heads up, he blends into uh, the wall, but very charming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's a forty-six out of uh, sixty-five. Ooh, very nice. And charm is opposed by charm or psychology, so you get to pick. And these Both are, of you. These are uh, skills that you have to have, otherwise what? Otherwise they're at a base of very small. So Charm's base is 15, and Psychology, I believe, is 10. Yeah. Well, I, on the 10's place, I got 0-0, zero, zero, and the 1's place, I got 6. Oh, oh damn. So that's a well, 6. You, on what, though? Um, I guess, e- I mean, it, psychology- it wouldn't matter, because I, I don't think I have anything in either one. No, I know, but it depends how you how you would react and okay, get okay. it. So what would uh, you yeah, do? Yeah, I'll do psychology. Yeah. Okay, and Poppy. Um, do we have to do the same thing? No, you could do charm roll if you want, charm. or you could do psychology. I got a three on a fifteen. Good lord! Are you, are you fucking kidding wow. me? You, you, uh, you both see immediately through his <laughs> his bullshit uh poppy you're a young lady and 
in the future where you come from, you know, you're not, uh, you're not uh, immune to luring many men who, who try their wares on you, but you have gotten quite used to it and you see through the bullshit. And Lara, as a, as a language expert and somebody who's thought a lot about how people think about things, you also see straight through the bullshit. Uh, this he's trying to apply charm quite heavily. Uh, so Zelda is going to pop her head into the room and just be like, "Um, it's it's been a minute. So is everything okay there? Um, or do you need help?" So as she pop, as Zelda pops her head in, this is an individual, Jared, that you have seen around the town a few times. Um, so could you give me context of where I've seen him from or? No, you don't recognize him. Oh, he I He recognizes you as oh. a resident of the town. Oh, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Um. But uh, you see the guy in the cell and that might be a weird thing also, yeah, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Good point. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting him. There's this weird guy who you've never seen in town in the jail in your small, small town. Um, so my eyes are going to just go really wide because I think we've been had, but then I see he's in a cell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, uh, Lara, as this is happening, you have opened the last locker and you find your gear. Oh, thank fuck. Oh, sorry. Not the last. You, the sixth of seventh and you find your okay, gear. Okay. So I'm going to start, um, I'm just going to say like, Hey, listen. All right. If you guys don't get me out of here, I'm going to start making some noise, okay? I know you're not supposed to be here. I know there's some things going on, and I kind of want to be a part of it. Um, because I don't want to be here. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not a murderer. I haven't killed anybody. I just don't want to be here anymore, okay? So, uh, let's get this I'm door open. My gun. <laughs> hey, I'm that's fine. In between the bars. <laughs> in between um, the bars? Going... How close are you to me? Uh, yeah, so you're across the room. Are you going to walk over? I mean, I also have incredible aim, but sure, I can walk oh, yeah. close-ish. I don't want him um, to reach mm. out to get me, is what I'm... I'm I'll stay okay. far enough away, like arm's length away. Yeah, stranger danger. What kind of gun is this? Uh, I, I'd be happy to, to let you out if if uh, you've been wrongfully charged or something. But yes! you certainly won't be making any noise of any sort, and I'll, I... I'll pull the cocked gun, like, right at eye level. <laughs> All right, I'm putting my hands up. I'm like, listen, I don't want to make noise. I'm just trying to look out for me. I'm going to walk over to uh, Laura and just sort of put my hand on the barrel of the... Is it a shotgun or is it the rifle? It's a pistol. She has... She, yeah, she has a handgun. Uh, nine millimeter, was it? Um, isn't it a revolver? Oh, it is a So revolver. it is a gun I would yes. recognize. Okay. Uh, semi. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, revolvers again, are semi. Revolvers are 1800s, I think. No, 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 like but, okay, everybody shut up. <laughs> semi, because it is a very futuristic version with attachments that you would not have any fucking idea. So. Uh, she has sights on it that you just would not be able to recognize as anything of anything. And the gun's shape in itself is even significantly different. If you really look at it, you could be like, all right, that's some kind of weird derivation of a revolver. So Zelda's going to walk over to Lara and just gently put her hand very slowly and gently put her hand on her shoulder and just say, look, we may be leaving for a little bit, but I still live here. And if you shoot a prisoner in the cell, I won't be able to return to my home. And you seem to be somebody who understands what not being able to return to their home is like. So I would appreciate it if you did not kill the man. I've never seen him. He must just be a drunk who was coming hey. through while waiting for the train. Coming through <laughs> the middle of Australia. Yeah. You know, he, he had, like, a day, and he just um. got drunk and then got stranded here. But regardless, this is way too much of a liability, and if you think that 
him yelling is going to cause any kind of attention over here, then a gunshot almost certainly will. This is not that type of town. I guess he can come with us. <laughs> I wasn't going to actually shoot him, but now I most certainly am not. Jiggy's up. Uh, I don't see why he can't just tell us what he's what he's in for. No, I listen, I'm a really agreeable guy. I still have my hands up, by the way. I'm like, uh, listen, my name is Leslie, and um I just you know what? Uh I was alright, I'll be honest. I was card sharking and I got caught. Okay, so I was at the local bar. Uh, turns out, uh, the guy I was scamming was the sheriff. So that was, uh, <laughs> not a smart move. And, uh, here I am, you know, uh, why don't we be friends? Let's be friends. Please look. Can I do a, what is it? What's like an insight? Is that like? Psychology, uh, would probably, would be what you would want to. Okay. To use. Probably not going to get such a good roll as last time, but let's see. I got a 78. All right. You really can't tell. Either way, you don't feel like you have any reason to not believe him, but you also, you know, it is what it is. You you don't you don't have any super. You don't think he's trying to deceive you, but you don't know if it's the full details or not. I I will say that you guys know the plane is gonna be here in literally like forty minutes. I'll point out the exact key that they need to get me out. You don't need to. When she looks at the keys, it literally says cell one, two, and three, and there are keys for each of them. Oh yeah, I'll. I'll do it. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I walk out, and I'm just like, oh, thank thank goodness. And I just kind of do a little stretch. And I'm like, yes, okay. So, uh, introductions later, maybe? Uh, yes, we've faffed around for way too long, and we have a plane to catch in a short Yes, have a nice life. This... No, actually, I have a plane to catch, too. But oh, uh, why don't we, we'll talk about come. it later. <laughs> yeah, just come. Speaking of, you remember that you have uh, gear that you need to retrieve. Okay, yeah, I'll quickly uh, um, get them keys. Well, I'll ask for the keys and then uh, get my stuff. And that's up to Lara. Lara, are you going to give him the keys? Sure. <laughs> I very hesitantly take the keys from uh, okay. Lara because I think yeah. she's scary. She has a gun. <laughs> you go to the last unopened uh, lockup uh, locker, and you open it, and there is your back sack. Back sack. And now it's a, it's a black back sack, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. I mean, whatever you want. What's a back um, sack? Yeah. What the fuck is a back? Well, it's kind of like the old backpack. Oh, okay. Um, old where backpack. it was more just like a sack that you would oh, sling like over your back. Oh, like one of those sling type pouch things. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay, okay, okay. The old version, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's it's a reasonably sizable yeah. one. Before uh, before he so closes people would travel the locker, I want to take the keys from him and then put them in the locker. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the keys. I For some reason, I thought you said put him in the locker. No! And I was like, this is no! Bullshit. No! No, not um, high school all over again! No! <laughs> no. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, that's Cool. So you put that in, and then you close, and then you padlock it. Do you? Yes. Amazing. Alrighty. Nice. Good stuff. Frank. Brilliant work. Okay. Now we all have our stuff, and we really need to go to the airfield. So we go. <laughs> he better not touch my right. bricks. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Puppy's bricks. I don't. Yeah, I don't need to touch those. I mean, I, it'd be cool if you'd show them to me later, but. No. Okay. All right. Talk and walk. <laughs> You're talking and walking. Yep. All right. You all make your way following Zelda to the airfield. The airfield is literally two streets over, and it's a giant field with a few tents. There is not much here. Again, it's a very small town. And this is, in fact, a reasonably new mode of transportation to this town. And in general, it's only been around for, I think, I want to say three years, I think, Qantas started in 25, I think, 1925. I could be wrong about that. Either way, Qantas was started as a Outback Australia, Queensland uh, service to get to the Outback towns from the cities with supplies and people. 
And that is the service that has opened up here. Now, as you're approaching the field, all with your gear in tow, there are approximately 20 people. Zelda, you recognize a few of these people. You recognize first a pretty young lady in a fur coat. Uh, she's got all of her makeup and trying to look as much of a starlet as she can. It's Mary Maguire. She is the niece of Audrey Vanders, who is actually an intern at your uh, at your hospital. Mary is someone who has been wanting to make it on the big stage and everything like that. And she's been planning to head off. And so apparently she's uh, chosen today. Among all the other people there, you don't know anybody else. There are a couple of really old men. There's a, a really pudgy looking guy in a very nice suit, but he's off the side, not at all with the talking crowd. There's a mid-40s looking man in greasy overalls with grease marks on his face, and he's clearly some kind of engineer of some, some, some extent. There is a young boy about the age of 12, standing off to the side, looking a little nervous, next to several big suitcases. And there are also journalists with the big old uh, cameras, and they're, they're flashing away and talking to people excitedly. As you know, planes are still quite an exciting thing. There's also generally the general Brisbane staff, who have been appointed to stay here to regulate who gets on and off the planes and and that there are two uh, two men in quite nice dapper suits behind a, a, a table and a tent, and they've got paperwork and whatnot. And that's about it. As you're approaching, uh, Audrey, from from about 20 feet away, sees you coming, and she, she rushes up and embraces you, Zelda. And she says, Oh, you're on the flight too. Uh, yes, my companions here and I are taking a little holiday. So lovely. You you're going to Brisbane. Yes, we are. We're on the same flight as you are. What are you doing off in Brisbane? Oh no, no, I'm not going to Brisbane. Uh, uh, Mary, Mary's going. She's she got an interview. Oh, that's news she, to she's me. She's going to be on the. She's going to be on the big stage. Oh, she is. That's so lovely. I i mean, she's been working at it for long enough. Yes, well, if you can call it work. Uh, I, I do. Uh, and she puts her hand on your shoulder and sort of pulls you away from the others. I do. I do want to. I do want to talk to you about something real quick, though. Of course. I always have time for you. Uh, so Mary is in a bit of a tough spot. Uh. It's it's a big interview. It's it's very big, but uh, she, she has a bit of business. She okay. More, she's from Brisbane. Okay, she uh, as you know. Uh, she, uh, I don't know how to put it. Uh, her her ex lover. Uh, he got out of prison recently, and uh, he was uh, he was murdered. Oh, uh, Audrey. He, he was killed. Uh, no, uh, I susp- I- Getting a bit of- Different accent here. <laughs> it's been a bit very- Uh, my wife. My wife. My Great wife. success. I figure out if it's Scottish or if it's Irish, so I've just been sitting quietly <laughs> listening. It's Skyrish, okay? Skyrish. Skyrim. Her parents were Irish, but she was raised in Scotland. The, the continent of Asia. With the With the- with the Japanese tutor, oh, yeah. yeah. Um- <laughs> So, <laughs> uh, now you see, if she's going to become a, if she's going to, you know, be a starlet, she can't have that in her. She that I don't want her connected to that, you know. So I was, I was just wondering if you could keep an eye on her during the flight. Oh, we, these reporters are like vultures. They haven't brought it up yet, but. I don't know. Well, it, it depends on if we're close. You know, these things are so volatile. More accidents than they're worth, but they are the fastest I, form I, of transportation. However, 
I will do my very best, Audrey. I promise you. I, 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 I don't completely track, but uh, if I, she, you know how she she doesn't like to be mothered. So if you just want to keep it, just I swear don't let her know. I will be in the very background as a secret little fairy godmother. Okay, Th- lovely. Wonderful. Uh, I give Audrey okay. a big hug. I'm obviously mm-hmm. done with this conversation. I give her a big hug. I'm like, okay, my dear, you can <laughs> go home. I'll take it from here. Mary is in excellent hands, but my uh, girlfriends and I need to prepare for our flight. And then I just oh, start walking that, away. Is that a lady? I just start and walking away. At, <laughs> can oh, I do a listen okay. roll? Uh, yeah, sure. Oh, wow. 49 out of 50. Damn. Nice. Ooh. Yeah. You you hear the very last uh, one. fart. <laughs> but not much else. So, yeah, she rushes back to Mary and she hugs her and kisses her. And as she's doing that, you can hear a loud rumbling from the sky. Excitedly, all of the journalists and two pilots come out of the tent and everybody looks at them with great respect and esteem. <clears throat> and they stand there uh, at attention. The scruffy and greasy mechanic-looking fellow uh, gets up off a little crate that he was sitting on and he dusts himself off and goes and stands next to them lazily. Uh, then the two officials under the tent come out with their papers and uh, with a small tin box. Uh, okay, line up. Let's let's get this show on the road. He's yelling a bit uh, to get over the rumble as it approaches. Uh, all all who are who are boarding today, I need your finances and your identification, please. And people start lining up. Uh, is everybody? What are we doing about the identification? Well, I slipped into Laura. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was like, wait, is is Harley pretending? (laughs) Is is Harley playing Michelle playing Laura? (laughs) Um, Yeah. Do I hear you say this? Is this out loud? Yeah, I mean, so she'd be talking to all of you, yeah. Okay. I'll just say, ah, don't worry. Just pay him a little more. It's fine. I'll walk us through it. Um. Sure, that sounds good to me. Yes. See, it pays to have friends. Okay. (laughs) Oh, I'm Leslie Moon, by the way. Uh, I I don't know if... uh, Who are all of you again? Oh, my goodness. As you're trying to give introductions, this plane off in the distance touches ground, and there's a big bang, crackle, and this massively jarring rumble as it comes rolling across the ground, stopping eerily close to the pilots as they stand steadfast and don't flinch and everybody else kind of has to uh, duck and get out of the way out of fear of being hit by a fucking plane. It is a tri-wing plane is what I'm going to call it. It's one of those old-fashioned planes with the three tiers of, uh, of the wing on each side. It is what you would consider in this day and age. So I must, I have to say though, Zelda and Leslie would consider this magnificently huge. This is a this is a beast of a machine. To Poppy and Lara, this is a pitiful excuse for a toy mm-hmm. and a death trap in and of itself. It's it's pathetic. It is a rickety plywood build. The Propellers as they come to, which there are four propellers, two on either side, they come to a a, a slow stop. And you can tell that they are also just a kind of plywood that's been coated in something. There isn't even much metal on the structure of this plane. And that is very concerning to uh, uh, to the two ladies of a different time. There is about six passenger windows along the side and an what's considered an open cockpit a cockpit that is accessible both from inside the plane as well as that can have the windshield removed so they can just climb the fuck out that way 
the plane slowly turns and comes to a complete stop and the pilots stand next to the staff members and the one who spoke before speaks again as the line of people uh, file through and hand him money and documents and he hands them tickets in return as you get up there he speaks uh, of finances and documents this is the other guy now. I just changed my accent. <laughs> I'm going to go with it. Um, so I'm going to... Uh, so I do have documents. I'll show him those. And I'm just going to be like, Hey, so my friends and I, we're all part of the uh, um, Flying Doctors. And uh, we're here to do a test run to uh, Brisbane. So... Uh, oh, uh, y- yes. Yes, sir. I yeah, Yes, Might sir. Might I say, you're Very looking good. really nice in that suit, by the way. You really pull it off. And uh is this a charm? Yes. <laughs> Alright, roll it. Flattery will get you everywhere. <laughs> Just don't roll shitty and it will. Oh shit. Uh 75 out of 65. God but damn it, Jared. Um You can you can push ooh. it if you want to re-roll and try something extra. However, if you fail a pushed okay. roll, it is an exceptionally bad result. So what would be the bad result? I can't tell you that. I thought you could. All right. No, I'm not going to tell you what you would be risking for pushing. Okay, okay. You also have luck points, but I don't I know. know. You can burn your luck points down to succeed. Um, yeah, I'll do that. I have like no luck. <laughs> oh no, that's uh, real bad. That's okay. Yeah, I'll use uh now, ten luck. I what's up? Yeah, so how much luck is your total? I have 35 luck, so I would have uh, 25 luck. Is there a, 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 um, like an assist option? No, not like in, in this D&D? regard. Not in an interpersonal You skill. know what? Yeah. I'm going to just push yeah. the roll. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm yeah, go oh, ahead. God. Sending I'm sorry. Vibes. <laughs> I am sending vibes. Oh, nice, 16. See, it all worked out. It all worked out. always work. Okay, there you go. He blushes bright red. (laughs) Oh, my. My my sister-in-law, actually, now her husband, he owns a suit store stateside, and he sent me this lovely suit. Look at this. He opens the clasp. Look at that. That says by Jacobs and Thompson, okay? That's his store. This suit, let me tell you, $50. Fifty for this for this suit, but I got it for free. I could tell you're a he, Jacobson as he's Thompson doing this. Man. He's as he's doing this. He's stamping your papers. Oh, and, and the names of your of your uh, of your your cohorts. Um, I'll just kind of turn to them because <laughs> they're all right next to me, right? Yeah, yeah. I am Miss Zelda Gold. Zelda Gold, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Lara Jones, yeah, you are. Laura Jones, very pretty name. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And he turns to Poppy. Um. Your name, miss. (laughs) (laughs) And I just kind of like whisper her, like, make up a name if you don't have one. (laughs) Poppy Jones. Poppy Jones. Lovely name. You must be her daughter. My, my daughter, yes. Adorable. My daughter. Very nice. And he stamps on papers and he hands you all tickets. Well done. Okay, on to the beach. After, as you all... Oh, yes, Lara? I was just going to say, you were so willing to tell Zelda at the hospital your name on a dime. But this one... Well, now we're <laughs> wanted. <laughs> so as you walk to the side where everybody is waiting... And the line of people finishes and everybody has their tickets. The pilot stands up next to the big, uh, reasonably big door and he swings it open up the plane and he pulls down some stairs. He uh, clears his voice so that everybody stops there talking amongst themselves. And he has a, a list in front of him and he reads, Mary McGuire... Seat A. She gets up her stuff. As I've described her earlier, she's this lovely and elegant young lady. Uh, early 20s, maybe. She's got a fur coat and very, very nice skirt. 
It's poor travelling attire. Leslie Moon, seat B. Leslie, uh, do you want to re-describe what you look like real quick? Uh, sure. My character has uh, a wavy brown hair that's parted in the middle and a, a mustache. And I have uh, um, a, like a tan complexion. And my, my mm. hair and my skin both match. So it's a, it's a little strange. But I'm also in a doctor's uniform. Oh. I have a silver necklace on. Um, I am slightly below average in appearance, unfortunately. Okay, yeah, because you got a 45, right? Yes. All right, cool. Gerard Stump, st stump, stump he <laughs> says, stumbling over it. And up gets a elderly man. Though he is old, he walks with confidence and ease. He looks maybe late 60s, early 70s. He's got a monocle. He's got uh, two brown briefcases and a long coat. Dibs. He walks up the st <laughs> Oh, man. He walks up, he walks up the stairs and the co-pilot goes to help him, but he haughtily uh, dismisses the co-pilot with a nod of his head and walks up the stairs by himself. That guy's got a great ass. <laughs> Arnold <clears throat> Fullerton, seat D, a 40s to 50s looking man. You heard him talk earlier. He's uh, got an American accent. He was talking with Drouard Stumpf. Uh, he gets up and is less cocky, but uh, still got the air of a Somebody who feels himself somewhat superior. Poppy McCoy, seat E. Uh, Poppy, what do you look like? Actually, it would be Poppy like Johnson or something, right? Oh, God. Uh, it was... Uh, what did you call yourself? <laughs> I don't I think, remember. I think Poppy I was gave Jones. her real name. Yeah, Poppy didn't, Jones. Didn't she... Oh. It, it was, was Poppy Jones, because she was, take, yeah. cause she was oh, taking yeah. Lara's last yes, name. Yes, yes. Okay, right, all right. right. Uh, Continuity. Poppy looks like Wendy from Wendy's, with red hair and freckles. <laughs> nice. Uh, and the sticky okay, Audi yes. ponytail or pigtails with the more punky vibe. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Cool. And a bag full of explosives. Yeah. <laughs> and then he he looks down the list, uh, running his finger down it. Uh, Zelda Gold, seat I. Zelda, give us a description. So Zelda, with her 75 in appearance, uh, is mm, a very tall, buxom, attractive, mid-30s woman with long, flowing, curly brown hair and dark brown eyes that are so dreamy. I like and is she, What is this. she wearing? <laughs> um, <laughs> she is wearing classic 1930s garb 1920s garb i'm i mean so you guys came straight from the hospital right is she in her nurse gear or would she have changed beforehand um i think she would have changed beforehand she she's wearing okay. like a, a smart pair of slacks and a white blouse and carrying an alligator large bag did 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 women in the 30s wear slacks? Um, it was starting to come or into 20s? fashion in okay. the 20s. Yeah, cool. It was part of the like right. flapper revolutionary movement. We don't yeah, have time cool. for this. <laughs> yeah, flapper. That's how the plane's going to take off. Oh, um, Alfred Clark, seat J. You see a pudgy, short man with balding hair. Uh, balding hair. Who's balding? He has the getup of what you would think is common for a banker. They had that very defined look, usually a sort of a tartan, smart shirt of blues and greys with a, with, a, with a long tie. He immediately, and without making any kind of gesture to anybody, gets onto the plane. The co-pilot goes to shake his hand and Alfred doesn't even see it. He's clearly not a people person. Theodore Martin, a small boy of the age of 10 to 12, prim and proper, stands up proudly, surveys the, the rest of the land. He picks up his two smart briefcases and he happily jaunts onto the plane, shaking hands, put, putting down his briefcase and shaking hands with everybody that he can. Oh, I'm definitely going to With a large smile. Nice to meet you. Poppy he says shake as he's uh, you don't shake his hand. No. No. Okay. Fair enough. Theodore will he, remember this. As he, <laughs> as, with his hand out, 
with his hand out to Poppy. He uh, looks at his hand, looks at her, and then he puts it back. That's fine, ma'am. Not everybody's for the shaken. And then he walks past. God, I want to adopt him. And Lara Jones. Why is this? Why did? Why did the pilot adopt her accent? <laughs> Lara Jones, seat L. And Lara, can you give us a description? Of course. Uh, you see before you a an older woman. Uh, was she in her fifties? Yeah, she was in her fifties. I think actually, I think it was forty-five. Actually, I thought it, I thought it was like forties or something. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you see this? Yeah, because you didn't want to take the uh, the right, penalty oh, yeah. for being mm. a mid-forties woman. Um, she's got a uh, dress shirt tucked into, uh, I believe, pants, and um, she's got those uh, holsters that. Like private investigators have for for the guns, um, I do believe she wears a jacket on top of that. Uh, looks like a mix between Lara Croft and Indiana Jones, hence the name. And she has a wow. short, nice. uh, even shorter than sh- shoulder length, uh, like grayish hair. But it's like so, kind of silvery. It's not. Yeah. It's not salt and pepper or anything. So I kind of always imagined her in my mind, and you tell me if this is completely wrong, but uh, that she's kind of like a a less buff Sarah Connor. Like, that's kind of how I was. Yeah, sure. Yeah, all right, cool, 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 cool. She's better with guns, but less buff. I just imagined her being an older Carmen in an Indiana Jones hat. (laughs) (laughs) Carmen had a big mane of hair, so it's very different. (laughs) And roller skates. All right, everybody gets to their assigned seats, and just as a as a reminder, Leslie, you're in the first row, Poppy, the third row, Zelda, you're in the fifth row, and Lara, the last row, six. The uh, plane, as you get into it, you are led through by the scruffy, grease-covered engineer. You're led through a first room and into the room where the, what is that called, the, the passenger? The place where the human cargo sits. <laughs> as you enter, you see... Single seat aisles, one on each side of the of the plane fuselage. There's about four feet between these seats, and these seats are wicker seats. They are bolted down, but they are quite uncomfortable. As you sit on it, you feel the little bits of grooves and little bits of spiky bits that are just very uncomfortable. You also note as a uh, as a sort of a, a comparative to modern day that so needs pointing out that you do not have seat belts, and these seats do uh, wobble just a little bit. After Lara has taken her seat, the co-pilot walks through with a large basket of items, and he offers to each person a travel rug, which is a big woolen blanket and a brown bag full of goodies. Does anybody not take any of these for any specific reason? Or do you just all take them? Take it. I'm taking this. Free stuff. Hell yeah. So he announces as he's walking, it is very important that you keep in your seat during the flight. As he reaches the middle of the six rows, he shifts his weight from left to right quite heavily, and you feel the plane shift its own weight under him quite disturbingly. This plane was not made for passengers, but uh, it does the job. What you will find in your packets is a travel rug. I suggest you uh, rug up, as as it were. Uh, it gets quite cold in the air, as you might imagine. For those of you who have not traveled before, we also have sweets. There is a lollipop. There is some of that gum that the kids are so fond of. I already ate all my sweets. Can I have more? Oh, boy. He looks at you and then just turns back to everybody else. I'm completely wrapped up in the rug, too, by the way. (laughs) The brown paper bag can be utilized as a sick bag, should you need it. There is also some cotton earbuds, and I would suggest using them as the plane is quite loud. Does anybody have any questions before we take off? I have a question for Paul. No. Okay. Um, I got on with my gun? Yeah. Nobody seems to give a shit. Oh, wait. Like, so people can see my gun? I mean, if they could, they don't care. We love that. Love to see it. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, guns were still a thing in Australia back then. <laughs> like open carry? And they, 
yeah, like they didn't care back then. Like, Whack. it was just a, it was, it was, yeah, it was the Wild West. Well, I'll fucking, I'll check my records. I don't think, yeah, I don't think gun nice. regulation was really a, a thingy. I want to check my rounds and um, see if everything's up yeah. to standard. Yeah, I mean, everything's good. You're good. As as you're doing that, actually, the co-pilot walks up to you. Oh my, quite a... He, he holds out his hand. May I, may I have a look? May you go sit back down? D- uh, excuse me? No, you may not have a look. Hmm. Fair, fair, fair. That... that. Okay. Who's that? Didn't expect that. point at the child sitting fucking across from me. As the co-pilot's about to state... He opens his mouth, but then Theodore says, Theodore Martin, nice to make your acquaintance, ma'am. He puts out his hand. Where are your parents? That That's quite a personal question. Your child. Yeah, yes, <laughs> that is the common uh, denomination for my age group. Isn't this illegal? What? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry? I'm traveling, just like you. How old is he again? He looks 10 to 12. Oh my god. I'm just going to cross my arms and say, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, would you like my sweets? N- no, no, you can you can keep your, your sweets. Can I do a listen roll okay, to hear I, if I hear the sweets? I... Sure. <laughs> God damn it. Fucking cookie monster over here. 91. I don't hear any sweets. Jesus Christ. In fact, nope. I have death. <laughs> the engine is starting to <laughs> kick in just slightly as the propellers mm-hmm. uh, rev up. Oh, sounds like we're about to take off. You better get all comfy. And he tucks himself in <laughs> up up to the neck, and he's just staring at you, smiling. Aww. Would you say the? You know, would you say he's cute or obnoxious, <laughs> Paul? Knowing me, he is. He is charming out the ass. Is the thing he's got like that page boy haircut. I want to choke him. But he has, you know, the just the charm and the smile of, he just exudes confidence and cheer. If you want to roll some kind of psychology or whatever, you can, yeah. but that's the initial fear. Because okay. now, I feel- I mean, I wasn't- I, I wasn't. Like Lara would also- I wasn't prompting you to. Well, no, Lara would be sus yeah. as hell. She'd be like, what the fuck is going on? Okay. Um, a 31 on, ooh, I might have just, like, phase. Yeah, all right. Well, then you definitely. I mean, he's just—he's just a really charming, confident lad, and. All right. I mean, it's definitely—it's definitely weird, but. I don't. I don't. You gotta—you gotta admire the kid's spunk. I'll just—I'll uh, give him—I'll give him like a, a pleasant, like tight-lipped smile, like the kind where like, oh, I don't like children, but I'll smile at you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He sees that, and with just the widest grin, he nods, and then he looks forward. <laughs> The co-pilot nods at this and turns and starts walking away. As he is walking away, there's a commotion and kerfuffle at the front of this room where the uh, the door to the uh, engineer's compartment is. Oh, that's a, an area I forgot to mention. The first, the initial room you came into the that you walked in through is the engineer's compartment, and there are dials and pressure valves and everything where he's sitting and and all the rest of it. For anyone who doesn't know, back in these days, planes required an extra engineer to actually keep the plane going as it made its journey. It wasn't just pilots, uh, which was, it's, it's pretty scary. Yeah. So as uh, you may all have your attention pulled to the front, there's a kerfuffle. And bursting through the door is one of the reporters that was on the uh, on the tarmac or the makeshift tarmac. And he's got his, his big camera with him he's like ah one more for the one more for the front page and as he's about to he gets tackled roughly from behind he is flying onto the ground his head hitting the ground super hard blood spurting out across the ground his camera crashing to the ground shattering and the person you see who has tackled him is the engineer the engineer gets to his feet hauling the journalist up by his by the scruff of his neck and drags him out of the plane he literally throws him out of the door of the plane down the stairs he comes back and he brushes off his shoulders and right sorry about that 
And he goes to close the door and leave. I, I'm I'm pointing my fucking gun before he even. As soon as I realized some shit was up, I I'm taking my revolver out and pointing it and be like, "What the fuck was that?" Uh, he looks at you, ma'am. Uh, please, I don't I don't want to have to do the same to you. I think this is a different accent, but it's <laughs> no. There's I there's think, a bunch of there's a bunch a of blood more. sprayed everywhere. You're gonna have to want to explain yourself rather quickly. Did I get blood on myself? Hmm. Because I'm in the front row. No, it just went. It just it just went along the. Mm. It just went along the aisle in the front. Okay. No, ma'am. the The fumes in this fuselage from the fueling of the plane can quite easily be set ignite, set alight, actually, by the camera's flash mechanisms. It would have immolated Wait, all of he, us. Wait, did he? Did he throw? Sorry, did he throw the person out of the plane? Yeah. While we were, it was a journalist trying to get a picture. No, it's just the you, you're not moving okay. yet. The engines, are, the propellers are just. You Is know. this man dead? Because you said there was like a bunch of blood. Are you asking? Bump up, Paul. The you don't know. He, there are windows, he, right? He, he was. He may have been knocked out. Yeah. Um, Can I look out the window and like see where this guy's going? The door is on the left side, and both you and Lara are on the right side of the plane. Mm. Uh, if you want to get up and have a look out, yeah, you I'll, can. Keep, I'll no. keep my gun there, and I'm gonna say, somebody check on the man. I don't know what this accent is. Top of the morning to you. There we go. Okay, somebody check on the man. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. I promise. A little scratch. Hey, who's gonna clean uh, this blood up here? This seems like a hazard, tripping uh, hazard. The wind, the wind will. Is I anyone checking the fucking window? The, the, I mean, do either Poppy or Zelda want to check the window? Nope. Nope. I mean, um, we we already got warned that there were, you know, the the old timey version of paparazzo around. So Zelda's unfazed. Mm-hmm. Poppy. I guess Poppy will peep out the window. <laughs> You can see him being dragged away by a staff, uh, one of the, uh, I guess the equivalents of a gate staff, there is no gate here, but one of the people that were there organizing, they're dragging him away on his back, and he is clearly alive, but very disoriented, and he has blood streaming down his okay. face. Okay, um, Poppy will relay that information to Lara. Okay. Sit down, and I'm going to say, um... I'm not used to uh, such violence where I'm from. Ma'am, I just saved your life. Please put your gun away. Keep my gun in my lap, but I will sit down. As a precautionary measure, if that gun goes off, we're all dead. Do you understand that? The gun is not cocked. Mm. He turns and walks out. The propellers finally kick in at full throttle. And without much more warning, you are trailing along the ground picking up speed very slowly you the plane slows and turns and then it kicks into full gear and you fly toward the sky oh boy i really don't like this i'm not even biological and i'm getting seasick this is horrible at least RC seems to be enjoying himself. Wait, is peeing on someone something that animals do out of excitement or fear? Both? Well, that's confusing. Oh, look! O over there! A ship! Try to get their attention. Are you waving? They're like... It doesn't matter. Put your arm down. Start hitting buttons. Hit the, hit the thrusters. We might have enough juice to close a little light show and get our ass out of here. Alas... The merciless void of the internet. Though entertaining, it only furthers my philosophy that chaos is the common denominator of the universe. If only there was some form of entertainment that provides me, Werner Herzog, with fascination and delight. Jeez, Werner, that's kind of depressing. You like filmmaking though, right? Do you like podcasts? Podcasts are nothing more than a pitiful cry for help in our world of disarray and destruction. Why do you ask? Well, I host a weekly podcast that reviews independent films for people looking to take a break from Hollywood. Does that mean you're going to give our podcast a listen? Maybe fill that void? No. 
That's right. Tune in every Tuesday for the Indie Film Review, where co-hosts Dan and Jared talk about independent films, many of which were submitted by independent filmmakers. We're always growing. We're always showing here at the Indie Film Review on the Necroponicon Network. Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.